Hey guys, Akil here. Welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. Today we're going to talk about the importance of starting to trade. Uh, but before we get into that, make sure you support the podcast by leaving me a rating and a review, preferably on iTunes. But Anywhere that you listen to this podcast at, if they give you the opportunity to leave a rating or a review, I would appreciate it. It is the best way to build and grow this podcast. Spotify told me at the end of last year that this is one of the most popular podcasts out there as far as Forex, trading, investing, and business goes. And I'd like to progress and end 2021 in a higher spot. But I can't do that without your help. So make sure you're doing those small things like that. In today's episode, I'm going to share with you one of our accountability sessions. If you guys are new to the podcast, these are sessions that we do on our platform each and every Friday with our traders where we bring them in. And they tell us a little bit about their trading journey. If they're new, they talk about what got them into trading. We talk about how to progress through the course content and set up some, um, I guess, preliminary goals. And for the returners, they keep us updated on their journey, how they're progressing, have they achieved the previous goals that they set up, and what's next going forward. And in today's session, we have a returner who is updating us on his status. And we brought up a very uh, cool subject, and it was the subject of getting started. And this this may seem a little bit strange because most of the time when you hear us talk about traders and trading mistakes, it's telling people not to get started. Hey, don't trade live. You're not you're not ready. It's too soon. You got to go through the process first. But on the other side of that, there are those who continue to kick the can down the road. And we actually had a conversation in this morning's Q and A. Give me a second. My youngest just broke in. Hey, buddy. Hi, daddy. Hi, daddy. All right, thank you. Can you close the door for me? Close door. Thank you. Good words. Appreciate it. Sorry about that, but uh, these podcasts are live and unedited, so you get what you get, and every once in a while, right? I'm a family man. You get random kids breaking into my room and then wanting to uh, wanting the cameo. He'll probably charge me later for his cuteness or whatnot. Um, but we were talking about... Um, People kicking the can, and, and, and usually we're talking about people not rushing into trading live, but on the other side, you have people that kick the can. And what I mean by kick the can is that they they are obsessed with doing the work, but they never actually take the final steps. And let me ask you guys this. Probably in your regular life, you've had the idea people, people that have all these ideas and they, and they do they do all the planning around it, but they 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 never actually take action. They they set up all their goals. They set up all their tactics. Everything has a, you know, a time schedule and do this and do that. I need this. I need that. And the blueprint is just their success. But you talk to them two years later. It's like, hey, how's that business idea going? You're like, oh, yeah, I'm still planning. And they never take action. Well, it's good to do all that fun stuff, but if you don't actually take action, there's no point in it. Think about uh, someone that's trained hard in a gym working on their jump shot so they can hit that game-winning shot, but when they get the ball in the game, they don't actually take the shot, right? It, it, it's a waste. And this is for many reasons, right? And, and, and one reason would be this. A lot of people are actually afraid of success. Now, I, I don't think this is the the... Um, the, the, the reason for the person that in the interview I'm about to share with you, but I've spoke to someone this morning who I think part of their reason for creating more work for them to do is because they don't, they, they're afraid of success. In general, a lot of us are afraid of success, whether we know it or whether we don't, because success comes with pressure. Failure doesn't necessarily come with pressure. So 
doing something that's going to put you out there, doing something where the expectation is that you become successful can be extremely hard for many people because now the pressure is on. Now you you have to hold, hold yourself accountable. You, you now have an expectation. And, you know, it's a lot harder to perform when you have an expectation than when you don't have an expectation. But Jason Greystone does a good job of, of saying this in the interview that you don't have to be 100% ready to go before you go. You have to be ready. Don't get me wrong. You have to go through the right steps and be prepared. But sometimes you just got to go for it. And understanding that a massive part of the journey in, in life, in, in, in business, and especially in trading, is the hands-on experience. It's it's discovering the unknown. It's discovering mistakes, discovering flaws in real time. It's, it's dealing with the emotions of um, missing a trade, knowing that you shouldn't do it, but you did it anyway. It, it's learning to deal with the market as it gaps, and maybe you never saw that in your testing, right? That hands-on real-time experience, right, that is going to be the most, those are going to be the most valuable lessons in your trading. I've done podcast episodes in the past that talk about intuition and how I think the, 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 best, um, the best teacher in trading is experience and you don't get experience unless you're actually doing something. So I think it's a cool concept. But before I turn this into a podcast in its own right, let's hop into the interview. Um, enjoy and I'll see you guys next episode. How you doing, Brian? Hi, Jason. I'm very good. Thanks. Happy to good. be here. Good. So you're not a stranger to these sessions anymore. Um, tell us a little bit about what's been going on since you last spoke. Yeah, so this is my third session at this stage. The, the last time I was on was the end of August. Um, so I, I've been with the platform since the beginning of May. Um, yep. And I've been really just taking my time um, going through the, the foundational elements and practicing on the charts just to make sure I have everything straight before I get into backtesting. I don't didn't really want to rush things. Uh, so from, from the last... Uh, session what I, I said what I wanted to do was uh, kind of by this stage to have be finished with the, the courses for the first time and yeah. kind of have an idea of what what strategy I might want to or what kind of trading style I might want to, to trade with and backtest um, so I've, I've, I've essentially achieved that I suppose I've finished the courses I've done a quite a bit of a revision on the, the foundational elements and yeah. practicing on the charts um, I've decided that I will, for a start, I'll go with the swing trading, the trend uh, strategy. Um, I, can, I, I like the, the confluence of um, moving averages um, uh, in a pullback um, with uh, structure. Yeah. Um, and I, I think a, a trending, a, a strategy with the trend is something that suits me. So um, that's what I'm going to go for. Um, and... I suppose I'll, I'll look towards maybe having a, a large swing trading portfolio and see maybe not even add just Forex birds, maybe maybe other markets as well, but that's obviously uh, further down the line. Yeah. Cool. So what are you actually working on right now then? Like what, what's the focus? Um, I, sw I suppose I'm kind of, a, you could say the last, maybe the last couple of weeks I've been in a, that difficult stage nearly between when you're finished the courses um, and you, you you kind of have, have a decent grasp of the content, but you want to make the next uh, the next step into into back testing, but you're not sure if you're ready yet. Um, so, uh, 
really when I when I watched your your navigators summit there a couple of weeks ago, you had one one slide on, I think it was called Seven Rules to Success or something like that, um, and you had one learn the basics, two foundational elements, and number three I think was just to um, get a rules based strategy in place. So I suppose that's the the part that I'm on at the moment. Um, yep, and. I have a kind of a goal now for the end of the year. So what I want to do is present uh, just to my accountability group before the end of this year, um, the rules of engaging for the first strategy that I want to back test um, have a draft trade plan um, completed. And um, also just to have my accountability or not accountability, uh, back testing spreadsheet set up and ready to go for, for the first week of January. Yep. Um, so that's kind of stage I'm at at the moment. Okay, and do you think that's doable at your current rate of of uh, implementation? I think it is. Yeah, yeah. As I said, yep. I, I I think I know the strategy now. It's just a matter of um, I just want to put it together. This is something that can be can be read um, yeah. through by someone else and say, and maybe pick a few holes in it and to see if I can refine it a little, a little bit before I before I start back testing. But uh, yeah. I think I can do it in the next next couple of weeks. Okay. Um, you run your own business, right? Uh, no, I don't. No. Um, I, I work as a, a developer in a, in a multinational bank. That's uh, right. Uh, in, in, a, in a large uh, corporation. So yes. how has that been during this time? Have you, met, have you found time to still separate learning and, and keeping that? Yeah, it, it's been great because, you know, I've been, I've been working from home since March and it'll be at least Easter next year, at least April before I'll be back in the office. So um, I'm not one to sit in my laurels. So I'm happy. This is, this is great that I, my commute time is gone. Um, I can do yeah. my laundry during the day and I can, I can catch up in trading then in the evening yeah. as well. So yeah, uh, it nearly feels like I'm a, a, a semi business owner at the moment because I can, I can structure my day um, a lot yeah. better uh, because I don't have to have to commute. That's um, right. I remember so. you saying last time. Yeah, no, that's, that's cool. So, What's the uh, what? What's one thing that you want to get out of the way for 2020? Like, get it done. Don't go into 2021 with it. You know, just have it done and be it as like a, a benchmark. What's the what's the milestone? What's the stake in the ground for 2020? Um, I suppose um, probably um, the last element that I want to have in place really is to have the the back testing spreadsheet um, ready to go with. Um, the filters that I've identified that I want to, to begin with okay. um, to the backtest in, in the first week of January. So that's, that's really my aim at the moment. Cool. Okay. And l- what about going into the first quarter of next year? Will that be going into, um, you know, system optimization or more backtesting? Is that, is there a certain amount of pairs that you want to get done? Um, it's, it's kind of, I'm kind of finding it hard to, to say or to, to to use a goal for that because I'm really not sure how long it's uh, it's going to take me, um, so I, I you know tentatively kind of put in place say maybe I'll maybe it'll take me three months to do I don't know so many pairs and I'll see I'll see how it looks um I, yeah I'm kind of finding it quite hard just to have a a goal in place I will have something because yeah. um I don't like to work to nothing but. Um, no, I think the most important thing is just having a process and a and a routine. Um, because the if you keep a routine going, it, it, the end result's inevitable. You're going to get there eventually. Um, 
and with back testing one of the things that will come out is a, the whole kind of chicken and egg situation or catch 22 situation where you're going to have more ideas and then you're going to go back and then you're going to you're going to like implement new stuff into your testing so you've got to allow for that some people um some people do get stuck on that actually my advice at that stage would be don't um I was talking about this in the live room last this week, and it, I think it's really important to actually start trading eventually. Like, you know, you don't want to be stuck on it forever and ever and ever. I, I think it's important to get to a point where you go, look, I'm always going to have ideas, but I need something that's profitable and I'm happy with, and then start trading that. And then, then you can do all the tweaking and optimization and develop new things and implement more into your portfolio. But I do think it's important to actually start trading. I, I, I do. I, I genuinely believe that. So have that in mind, you know, have uh, when you get to that stage and you start coming out with more and more ideas, yes, it's great to capture as much data as you possibly can, but don't let it, like, if you get so far down the road, don't then go, oh, I'll start again. Because all you're going to do is you'll think, oh, God, I don't want to do that again. And then you'll just end up giving up. So get to a point where you're happy, start trading live, then uh, then go and optimize. And I think that's that's how many of the people, you know, many of the traders that have, uh, have just gone live have, have, uh, have done a very similar similar approach. So do you see any problems getting in your way? Is there any technicals or anything that you feel that you might struggle with? Um, I would say probably just going on what you just said there, probably I feel like I could fall into a trap of having a load of filters, too many filters. Um, yeah. So I'm going to have to restrain myself from um, from adding things in. Um, I'll have to keep that in mind. Um, I don't I don't see a problem. I I'm think I'm, I think I'm okay with the the technicals. Um, yeah. I won't have a problem with motivation. Um, yeah, it's probably a big unknown, I suppose, back testing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like I've no, I'm, I'm happy enough. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of a numbers guy, so I'm, I'm happy enough yeah. to go into the details of a, a spreadsheet. Um, that's fine. I suppose it's just a matter of maybe I'll get a little bit too involved and I'll have to um, try and drag myself out of that. Yeah, you're, if you're if you've got a lot of filters, all you're going to do is have very few opportunities but high strike rates. <laughs> so. It might be that you've got so many filters that you have two trades in the whole year and they're both winners and it's a hundred percent strike rate. And it's like, but it's two trades. So then, they, then you're going to have to start that compromise between, you know, opportunity and lowering your strike rate and increasing or lower, even lowering your profit, uh, not your profit, but your, you know what I'm trying to say, just a compromise to get that balance between the, um, more opportunities and, a good reward to risk profile and uh, and a, a system that actually suits your personality, which is really important. Um, cool. So look, mate, it's uh, this is your third session. I mean, you're on a roll. Um, I'd, I'd love to have another chat with you going into like next year, maybe the, f the first quarter of next year at some point, maybe towards the end, just before your years up in the in the platform and see how you're getting on but it sounds like you're you're rolling and and you know hats off for, for keep booking these sessions because it's it's the momentum and you know you've got something to to speak about you've got something to aim for you know that we've spoke to you last time so you know now when you come back in spring next year 
you've you should be testing if not optimizing you know you should be around about that that level so thanks for coming on mate it's been a pleasure talking to you great thanks very much and uh, i'll catch you on the platform take care Cheers. i don't know about brian I, I don't know what it is with brian but he's just sitting there but he looks like a massive guy like I, I reckon he's about eight foot tall just looking at those shoulders uh right so we're gonna bring on steve next um mm-hmm.